The dark-skinned man leaned forward and picked up the salt cellar, then, without looking at his companion, sprinkled it liberally over the food on his plate. If he'd been observed by other diners, which was not the case on this particular occasion, the dining room being furnished with a single table set for two, they might have noted him for his finely tailored suit and watered silk tie in shades of pink, matching handkerchief peeping modestly from his breast pocket. His face might also have given them pause for thought the hooded eyes glancing up from time to time as if to capture an errant moment in another's life. It was a face not easily forgotten, downturned lips that looked incapable of smiling, firm jawline that hinted at more than mere strength. There was something dangerous about this man, and he was not afraid who saw it. His dining companion, was a person who seemed far less significant by comparison. A man one might easily miss in a crowd. His tweed jacket had seen better days, though was admittedly clean and without any visible blemish. The tie, if he was wearing one, unseen beneath the linen napkin tucked into his shirt collar. We're so pleased to see you here again, the tweed man said his knife and fork momentarily held above his dinner plate. It has been good to... He paused, as if searching for the right phrase, to understand one another's preferences. He gave a slight laugh and looked at the man across the table whose jaws continued working, eyes never leaving the food on his plate. Was that a tiny grunt in reply? Perhaps. But what did it signify? Agreement with the words spoken by his dining companion? For a few minutes, neither man spoke, the business of eating taking precedence over conversation. It was only when the man with the pink tie laid down his knife and fork, a skew on his plate unlike the tweed man, who had lined up his own with six o'clock precision, that he wiped his mouth with the napkin and began to speak. It was worth my while coming here, if that is what you mean, he began. What you have outlined, I agree that it involves less risk, but it does seem to have given your people a lot to do. The tweed man smiled. Ah, just leave that to me. Yes, it would seem that simply eliminating a person is the easiest way to solve our particular problem, but sometimes it's better to look at the bigger picture. Meaning? The man with the pink tie narrowed his eyes, as if he sensed some criticism in the fellow's words. Meaning you can only kill a man once. But you said, ah, you were paying attention, good, I like that. Yes, the tweed man mused. Think of it like a game of chess. I hear you are rather good at that, incidentally, he added. There's often a necessity to put some of our pieces back into the box, keep others for future moves. Sometimes sacrifices must be made in order to win the game. The man with the pink tie nodded, his lips parting in what might have passed for a grin, 
but was more of a fleeting show of very white teeth. You see, to achieve our objective, the Tweed man continued, we must take pains to understand our opponents, see which of them is expendable, which can still be used to further our objectives. He showed his teeth in a smile that did not reach his eyes. Of course, there are a few whose elimination would be desired sooner rather than later. The man with the pink tie sat back, setting his hands on the Dharma's tablecloth, staring at his host. There was silence between them for a moment, then, as if some unspoken agreement had been reached, his companion leaned across the table. Dessert? he asked. 